According to them, they are working hard and fast at um, at implementation of the IDEA Act and and um, digital modernization projects. And there's a conflict between what they say and then what we hear from rank and file. Today on the Daily Scoop podcast from the Scoop News Group, a behind the scenes look into how top Biden tech priorities have been stalled by misalignment between federal IT teams. It's Thursday, August 24th, 2023. Welcome to the Daily Scoop podcast, where you'll hear the latest news and trends facing government leaders. I'm the host of the Daily Scoop podcast, Billy Mitchell. Here's what's happening now. The National Institute of Standards and Technology on Thursday announced it is moving forward, releasing draft standards for three algorithms designed to encrypt computer systems and protect them from attacks facilitated by quantum technology. The plan is that NIST will eventually share these algorithms publicly, which would allow organizations to incorporate them into their systems. The standards come after last summer, the agency chose four quantum-resistant cryptographic algorithms to standardize to protect sensitive data from quantum computers. Standards for the fourth algorithm, NIST said, will be published in about a year. And a key GOP lawmaker on Thursday announced a new bill that is intended to create vulnerability disclosure policies for federal contractors. Representative Nancy Mace of South Carolina proposed the Federal Cybersecurity Vulnerability Reduction Act, which would advance recent steps taken within the federal government, instructing federal agencies to implement VDPs back in 2020. The bill comes as there's a growing focus being placed on securing sensitive federal information housed on contractor-owned systems through other initiatives like the Pentagon's Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification, or CMMC. You can read more about these stories and much more at fedscoop.com. Earlier this week, I told you about a story exclusive to FedScoop in which a number of current and former federal officials claim a significant lack of prioritization and strategic vision from key technology leaders at the White House's U.S. Digital Service, Office of Management and Budget, and the General Services Administration has caused massive delays and critical improvement to government websites that millions of Americans use every day. To dig deeper into that story, what's at the root of it, and what those sources had to say, joining me now is FedScoop tech reporter and author of the story, Nahal Krishan. Nahal, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Billy. I'm uh, I'm excited to uh, to showcase some of my juicy stories. <laughs> well, this one is definitely juicy, and it's a great exclusive story focusing on, uh, you know, some lack of prioritization and I would say alignment between key technology offices in uh, the the federal uh, government, including U.S. Digital Service Officer, Office of Management and Budget and the General Services Administration. But uh, to start off with, you know, um, this this story really focuses on the the uh, implementation of the IDEA Act and how uh, these three agencies are not really working well together to achieve or accomplish some of the the core uh, implementation goals of that. So I'd love just, you know, for those listeners who maybe aren't um, as uh, well-versed in what the IDEA Act is and what you're trying, what the government's trying to accomplish with that, um, maybe you could give us a little bit of a summarization or a explainer on what that is and why it's so important to the Biden administration. Certainly, happy to. So um, the IDEA Act is, is the, the its full title is the 21st Century Integrated Digital Experience Act. 
Um, and it was actually signed in 2018 by President Donald Trump, um, December 20, and, and it was pushed by uh, Congressman Ro Khanna, a Democrat from California, and passed with bipartisan support. And it is, it, it's a bill focused on making federal websites and digital services more uh, citizen friendly. So making uh, websites uh, uh, more accessible, mobile friendly, going from paper-based processes to digital forms and e-signatures. And it, it it's fundamentally trying to make websites and services used by hundreds of millions of Americans for things like retiring, filing taxes, surviving disasters, education, travel benefits much easier than they are right now. You know, it, it, citizens' experience with their government, especially online, is one of the biggest complaints that that people have with 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 the government. And uh, that is why um, th this idea act passed in 2018, and and the president, uh, President Biden. Um, in December of 2021, also signed an executive order on significantly improving the customer experience of, of digital tools of the government. And um, that is uh, the, the the focus of this story. And and what is interesting is I think all these agencies that we've, or organizations that we've sort of named and are kind of pointed to in the story, USDS, GSA, OMB, all really, you know, push to work in the spirit of bettering citizen digital service experience, all of those things. Um, so I'm curious, what's the core issue here? What are some of the disagreements that your story points to? And, um, you know, what's going on uh, that people think there's a lack of prioritization, vision and alignment among those agencies? Yeah, so 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 this is the funny thing, Billy. Is you know whether it's U.S. digital services led by Mina Sung or uh, GSA led by Robin Carnahan or the Office of Management Budget OMB led uh, at least these elements led by Deputy Director Jason Miller. You know, um, everyone is aligned and in agreement in theory that we want to significantly improve the digital experience and uh, the websites and tools that are used by millions of citizens every day. Um, and so it, it's not that anyone disagrees that this is something important or that, that that should happen, but there has been significant disagreement over what to prioritize. And so, you know, we've had multiple sources, um, you know, it, it, including uh, four senior government IT officials who told us that big ticket items like redesigning government websites, setting tech policy standards for branding, content, security, and improving agency branding, uh, key parts of the IDEA Act and the president's executive order are not being prioritized. And instead, smaller niche product uh, projects that can get quick wins um, and are simpler and smaller uh, are being prioritized by GSA, USDS, and, and, and OMB. And therein, therein lies the rub. Yeah, and I, I, you, I, you know, reading the story. Hopefully, everybody listening to this uh, who hasn't read it will go and and read it on Fed Scoop. Uh, but one source told you the message from leadership is we're here for a short period of time, so let's just do low hanging fruit and easy, quick projects. And uh, another, and, and that's referencing USDS leadership. Another pointed to teams like USDS and GSA not wanting to just fix websites anymore after the issues regarding healthcare.gov almost a decade ago, which is, you know, one of the really preeminent uh, kind of website debacles in, in recent memory. 
But I'm, I'm curious if you can summarize a bit, you know, why it is that there's this sort of aversion to not fi- focusing on the, the big ticket items, if you will, and rather going for that, quote, low hanging fruit that that one source mentioned. Yeah. So, you know, what what I've what we've uh, gathered in our reporting is that agencies like USDS and, and GSA and, of course, OMB, which oversees them or enables them, um, are not keen to have um, headlines and to be associated with website redesign um, because it's something that is not considered as sexy and has potential for problems and controversies. So, you know, whenever you redesign a website or an app or a digital tool, there's potential for people not liking it or having pushback or a repeat of the healthcare.gov debacle. And so, you know, we we hear from sources that they're not keen to be associated with something that that isn't as sexy, that that could have potential uh, problems and, and, and pushback. And, you know, that they would rather have something tangible um, and and quick that they can show results for that happens within months or within a year. You know, a lot of digital modernization efforts, website redesign, tech policy standards, these are things that sometimes can take many months, if not years. And you may not have payoff until somebody has left their job or somebody's left the post. Um, and but at the same time, they're, of course, incredibly important. And they're some of the most direct ways that Americans deal with the federal government. But but they can take time and energy and can have pushback and pitfalls. I see. And that makes total sense. There's a lot of turnover, especially in the USDS, where people come in for one or two years. So uh, people want to finish and see things through while they're still there. And as you're describing it, it's very tough sometimes for these bigger projects to to really see the finish line. So that, that definitely makes sense. And I'm curious, you know, um, you obviously gave these organizations who are sort of being pointed at as dropping the ball, you know, the, the OMB, GSA and USDS in this case, uh, you gave them a chance to comment and tell you their side of the story. So I'm curious what they had to say about the issue at hand. Yeah, so you know, un- un- unfortunately, none of them um, gave me direct access, uh, or I-, I didn't get to talk directly with Robin Carnahan, Jason Miller, or Mina Sung on issues. I, I actually, you know, a couple weeks before, I I did get a chance to talk to Mina Sung on on uh, for another story, and we briefly brought up some of the issues that 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 this scoop of ours outlines. And her take on it was that she has a great relationship with those at GSA and OMB and the office of the CIO, and that it hasn't always been the case, but that according to her, they have they have very good communication and coordination and, you know, that they're that they're all aligned. Um, You know, however, obviously, our story shows that we've we have sources within USDS who feel like they are not focused on big transformational projects and working collaboratively with with other parts of the federal agency to dramatically improve um, digital experience and, and website redesign. And so, you know, there really does seem to be. Um, th- there does seem to be a contrast or a conflict between, you know, what folks at USDS, GSA and OMB say, which is that according to them, they are working hard and fast at um, at implementation of the IDEA Act and, and um, digital modernization projects. 
And there's a conflict between what they say and then what we hear from rank and file um, staff within some of these agencies and also from um, folks like Claire Margarona in the office of the CIO who said um, that she would like to see more alignment uh, between uh, these these key agencies on digital modernization. And so, you know, um, there is, yeah, there, there, there is conflict and debate over uh, where the government stands in terms of implementing the IDEA Act uh, and digital modernization projects between the leadership at these organizations and staff and 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 also those in Congress. And just to be clear, you know, speaking about the IDEA Act, I'm curious, are there deadlines, uh, you know, connected to that and that agencies should be hitting a certain implementation point now, you know, after the 2018 law? Um, or are they really just, you know, kind of going at it on their own? Is there, you know, is there kind of evidence out there that agencies are falling short? Yeah. So first of all, I think uh, one uh, note for uh, the purposes of fairness that I should add is that the IDEA Act was passed in, in 2018 by by President Trump, uh, by former President Trump. And, um, you know, much of there was not a lot of progress made on implementation of it during the Trump administration. So which was about, you know, approximately two years or so uh, from 2018 to 2020. And so, you know, now the Biden administration has been at the helm for about two and a half years. So, you know, they have to take responsibility for 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 this these two and a half years. Um, you know, the, the actual law has all of the deadlines are between about 180 days or six months to one year. Um, I, I think th there's maybe one deadline that that is two years, but most of the deadlines are within six months to a year, which is, you know, it's obviously been almost five years since since the bill was passed and um, at least two and a half years of that within the Biden administration. So we've way blown past, you know, almost all of the the, the major deadlines uh, within this law. Um, uh, and, you know, some of the reporting that, that the law requires that agencies have to submit to Congress have happened, but a significant portion of actual implementation uh, in terms of taking action on website modernization, on digitization of services has, has not occurred, even if some of that reporting has. Um, so, yeah, we, we are far, far away from from reaching um, the, the, many of the key goals in this legislation. And as reporting that one of my colleagues, Rebecca at FedScoop will, will show soon, you know, we have a majority of federal government websites that are not considered or defined accessible um, and a high majority that don't have universal branding standards. Uh, this comes from OMB and GSA. And so they themselves can see the writing on the wall that these that these issues occur and we have not implemented the law as, as it's meant to. So in closing, you know, we, we see that, you know, there's obviously this tension and that the, the sort of uh, implementation deadlines and goals are not being met. And I'm curious where you see this going and what a resolution look like looks like, uh, you know, just kind of pulling from the end of your story. It looks like some people are pushing for fresh guidance and that OMB is probably going to deliver some guidance soon. But what do you see coming next that uh, might drive things in the right direction? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as, as you mentioned, one, we are expecting new guidance from OMB uh, later this summer. So hopefully in the next uh, month or two here um, that would spell out pretty clearly how to implement the IDEA Act and digital modernization efforts 
Um, and, you know, this is something lawmakers have been pushing for since 2021. So it's been, you know, more than two years uh, since since that push for this OMB guidance. Uh, and so, you know, many people are hopeful that that will help bring clarity. Um, but, you know, also, you know, one of our sources says that so far we have been uh, one of a, a senior uh, federal IT official tells us so far the federal government has mostly just been trying in a voluntary way to work with each other, OMB, GSA, USDS and others to get stuff done and and implement digital modernization and they're saying this official said we're likely to start using statutory authority um executive orders and others to compel federal agencies to take action now um in in ways that have not occurred in the past few years this statutory authority to compel agencies combined with hopefully you know reporting like ours will push key leaders uh, like Mina Sung, Robin Carnahan, Jason Miller at OMB and GSA to move forward and be in greater alignment on implementing the IDEAS Act and, and making this a priority, which is, which is ultimately um, how we can get to uh, having better services and websites for hundreds of millions of Americans. Well, I imagine you will continue to watch this, uh, but uh, for now, uh, great story and great work uh, on, on, covering some of this uh, turmoil that's going on among these key agencies. And uh, again, direct, uh, want to direct readers or listeners to to go on the website and check that story out if they haven't. But uh, Nohal, thank you so much for your time. It's been a great uh, uh, chatting with you and uh, definitely look forward to seeing what you uh, cover next. Yeah, thank, thanks so much for having me. And uh, yeah, look look forward to being on again for uh, for scoops that are coming soon. I, I'm, I'm working one on one on AI frameworks that the Biden administration has come out with and debates on that. Um, so yeah, stay tuned. Awesome. You can learn more about the Biden administration's tech priorities at thedailyscooppodcast.com. The Daily Scoop podcast is available on all podcast platforms. If you've already rated the podcast on your platform of choice, thanks so much. High ratings and good reviews of the show help more people to find it. The Daily Scoop podcast is a production of the Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. Adam Butler and Carlin Fisher help put the show together, and the entire Scoop News Group team contributes. We'll be back next week with new episodes. Until then, I'm your host, Billy Mitchell. Thanks so much for listening.